Okay, if everybody's all set, we'll go ahead and get started. Head Coach Jeff Collins' his weekly press conference. Coach, if you could start with a brief statement before we open it up for questions. Anything for you, Mike. Uh, obviously, happy Halloween. Uh, we're having our big uh, Halloween party. Uh, the coaches' wives and kids come out uh, at the end of practice. Uh, tomorrow we'll have our Halloween celebration um, at the post-practice. Um, welcome to the family, uh, Jack Thacker. Uh, Coach Thacker and his beautiful wife, Liza, uh, had a brand new baby boy last week. Uh, excited about them. Welcome to the family. Uh, and Brooks and Bear will have a little guy to chase around and want to, I think I talked about a little bit on my radio show last night, um, but just a, a shout out to all of our coaches' wives um, that do an unbelievable job uh, making Georgia Tech football what it is and uh, doing so much for our families and uh, truly, truly means a lot to me and all the rest of the coaches. And I got a first-hand experience on Saturday. It was me and my three-year-old daughter all by ourselves uh, for the first time this weekend. And I thought a Tuesday practice was hard. That, uh, that, was, that was something else. We had a blast. Um, but just truly appreciate all that uh, our wives and families do. Um, I know it's been a week and a half since the win down in Miami. Um, so some awards, we haven't talked about them. Um, I know J.P. Mason, you know, had a monster day, a career-high day, um, but he'd be the first one to tell you that the offensive line uh, played a huge role in that. They've gotten better every single week and against a really good run defense, uh, put up a, a, a season high against them, and uh, a lot of credit goes to the offensive line and Coach Key and how hard they work defensively. Uh, Antoine Owens, had a really, really good game. Everybody's going to talk about the block field goal. That was a huge play to send it into overtime. But just play in and play out the entire game. Um, he just was focused, had a great week of preparation that led to him playing at a high level. Uh, Charlie Thomas, uh, special teams wise, uh, you know, obviously everybody sees what he does on, on defense as a dynamic playmaker. Um, but on punt team, on kickoff team, Charlie Thomas did an unbelievable job um, affecting the game from those two positions. Uh, had some developmental guys do a really nice job. Ben Wilhelm uh, was the tight end on the scout team and did a great job because they're, they're tight ends, a really, really good player. And, uh, you know, Tariq Carpenter had to shadow him. Uh, and you saw Tariq make the huge fourth down play to win the game. And a lot of that has to do with Ben's contributions during the week. Antonius Clayton. Uh, playing defensive end for us on the developmental team, uh, playing his role at a high level, being very unselfish, doing it for the team, getting better every single day, um, help the offensive line prepare for the game. And the special teams why Spence Massey is a walk-on. His dad played here. He did a masterful job all week, just great effort, great energy, great attitude, all of those things. And then there's a huge priority, a huge emphasis in this program on energy and juice and being a positive teammate. And uh, some guys really stood out on the sidelines during the game. Devin Smith, uh, who plays corner and special teams for us. Jack Coco, uh, Demetrius Knight, uh, who had the huge uh, third down stop, sack, calls, fumble, and then Jaquan Griffin got the recovery for the touchdown. But just his presence on the sideline, he starts on kickoff, starts on kickoff return, starts on pump block, and uh, just is such a positive uh, ball of energy at all times. Uh, he's just an absolute pleasure to coach as a true freshman. 
And then one of the young men that I'm very, very proud of, his development since we've gotten here um, and how he's just become just a, a consummate teammate in this program is Brentavious Glanton. And uh, just his presence on the sideline, keeping everybody engaged, positively affecting everybody. Because uh, even though we won the game, it was a tough physical game in a hostile environment. And, uh, you know, he kept us, uh, kept us in it and did a great job. Uh, Nate Cottrell, obviously, he does a great job for us on special teams and got a touchdown with the reward on our uh, fake punt. Uh, with a great throw by Presley Harvin and uh, just take the time, even though we've got a really small senior class, uh, the content of character in those eight young men that are playing for us is really, really high. And uh, for them to be able to just go with a complete culture change, buy in, set the tone in the locker room throughout the season. And, uh, you know, regardless of any setbacks that we've had as we've built, as we're in the process of building this thing, uh, the, the senior class has been absolutely amazing. And I'm just really, really proud of them. Uh, one of my favorite things of the week that we do, we have our uh, Focus Friday workout out here where we go through the kick script and basically rehearse the game the day before the game. And uh, one of my favorite moments that our young guys are doing is they'll trade jerseys. So the two Dillons will grab the two Tyler's jerseys and wear them for those Friday practices. And you'll see other young guys wearing the seniors' jersey with pride uh, just to honor them. And I think those are cool moments. I know it's homecoming on Saturday. Really excited to see the Georgia Tech fan base, uh, the alumni come out and support these guys because uh, they fight so hard. They have such great attitudes. They do things the right way uh, in the classroom, off the field, um, and on the field as well. So just they deserve every bit of support, energy, enthusiasm, positive reinforcement that we could possibly give them and uh, excited to see that on Saturday. So, questions? with that, questions? Good. Please raise your hand. Rob. When uh, Coach Narduzzi had his press conference and they asked him about you, one of the first things they mentioned was special teams. Yep. Uh, and he said, yeah, we really have to watch a lot of film to see what they did at Temple. But sure. on the other side of the ledger, they have a good kickoff and punt returner in French. Yep. Imagine his it's going to be important for the Gunners to have a strong day. Absolutely. So, I mean, a, a, a dynamic player um, in all phases, and uh, I think he's one of the top uh, receivers in college football. He's a really good player and uh, plays really, really hard as well, as long as well as being an elite talent. Um, so that's, you know, something we're focused on. It's been since day one, the special team emphasis. When we start our team meetings, there's a graphic that we put up special teams as the first priority, and uh, we reinforce that every single day and every single thing that we do and uh, take pride in that performance in that phase of the game. Charles, you mentioned the small senior class. You started young, then you got younger. Uh, how important <laughs> was this final week for coaching, especially sure. for these young guys? So it's twofold. So um, we were fortunate enough to – um, I think our training staff and our strength staff do an amazing job with the care and the development of our players. Um, we were able to get you know some guys back a little more healthy because uh, it's a long season, and uh, you know some of the guys we were able to get a lot of rehab done. Uh, we lost uh, we lost a young man for the season, uh, Chico Bennett, 
true freshman defensive end has played in every single game for us, uh, has played at a high level. He is going to be a big time player for a long time at this institution and uh, excited about him. But there's a lot of work on developmental squads. So we would basically take the first half of practice and do an ATL practice. Um, and then the second half of practice, they would go lift. And then we would basically get three extra spring practices in for the developmental guys, the young guys, all the true freshmen stayed out there regardless if they're playing a lot or not. And uh, so it was a lot of really good, good on good work uh, just to, to get better. Tor. Tor. Watching the Pitt and Miami game, what were kind of your notes and takeaways from that game? Uh, I mean, they, they're, they, they play very hard. They're very physical. Obviously, it's a... Uh, it's an elite defense. Uh, they've got elite pass rushers and uh, really stout against the run offensively, uh, physical again, and a very multiple. And uh, the, the, the quarterback, uh, great arm. He's throwing the ball a ton, throws it really, really well. And then he has a really nice feel and can escape the pocket when he needs to. Um, so obviously we've got to be sounding coverage. Uh, and then whenever the we do have them covered and he starts scrambling. We have to have our, our rules in place in the rush and in the coverage. So, um, but a very multiple offense as well. Okay. Regarding special teams, I guess we spoke talked about the um, unreturn and uncover. I know, like they were against Miami, there were a couple leaked out, and I think recent weeks too. And also, I'm guessing you're not trying to gain what you want on a punt return game. Also, they had to block, obviously, but. Uh, what are things on both sides that you are going to try to do to, to juice those things up? Yeah, I mean, so everything, every week is we're trying to get better. Um, the one uh, big return that happened against us um, actually was the second time we had punted, and uh, we had to um, throw in a gunner that hadn't covered a kick in a game because Jaitlin Askew and Nathan Cottrell had been elite gunners for us, and they had just covered uh, 60 yards because – you guys have seen Presley. He'll get a hold of them, and it has a little bit more in the cover, so we had to replace them and just missed, a, missed the wrong shoulder on the first gunner and then didn't have strong contain. And, you know, they, they've got an elite uh, punt returner. He did a nice job, and uh, so just got to keep working on it. Patrick. Coach, could you uh, speak in the big picture about your perspective on the – depth and the significance of that big win against Miami referenced you know, the prior strain, uh, chain of tough outcomes in, in the grand scheme of your early tenure here. Yeah, I mean, just, and I've said it all along, we're getting better every single week. Um, and I talked about last night, if you're playing Georgia Tech football bingo, if you talk about historic transformations, you get to put your little chip down. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a huge undertaking. And uh, the, the players have been absolutely amazing. Uh, we're completely focused on the internal every single day. We are trying to get better in every single phase. Every process that we try to implement just gets better and better and better and stronger and stronger each week. And uh, just collectively, once they get their processes in place, they're able to play at a, at a higher level on Saturdays. And uh, we're still in the early phases with some of them of building those processes. Uh, but you see some of the older guys that really are getting into a routine um, of how we do things and what their processes are, film study, 
uh, rest, recovery, hydration, all of those things uh, so they can play at a high level. Um, but we're just constantly focused on getting better every single day and uh, have a relentless attitude about it and tremendous positive energy uh, towards it. And uh, that'll be the case going forward for a long, long time. Kelly? Do you, do you set like team goals and do they get reset like as the season goes on and kind of what, what are your sort of goals here for this back half? Right, so, what, so we don't. Uh, we have a ultimate vision of what we want to look like when we play. Um, we have standards around here. Uh, we talk about being a culture built on effort, so we uh, incentivize that. Uh, we get empirical data to support what great effort looks like and constantly reinforce that all the time with our guys. Uh, competition is king. We compete at every single thing that, you, that we do. Uh, I've said it, uh, I think, last night, and I said it on the t walk and talk with Andy on the TV show, um, one of my favorite moments in the Miami game, uh, tied up. Fourth quarter, we're driving, had a good drive going on offense. Jemias Griffin runs for a touchdown. It gets called back because they said he stepped out of bounds. One or two plays later, we fumble the football. Late in the game, it's tied in a hostile environment. And what we've been trying to build, the mindset that we've been trying to build since we got here, is a put-the-ball-down mindset. And if you go back and watch the TV copy, I'll never forget this image. Every single defensive player ran onto the field talking about put the ball down. It does not matter the situation we're placed in. We're going to put the ball down and have the correct response. And that is a cultural thing that we've been trying to ingrain over and over and over. And you see it take in those moments. And the best thing that happened was that very next play after we said to put the ball down, they get an explosive play on us. And we still went out there and had the mental resolve and toughness uh, to go in there and make a stop and deny points. And I think those kind of significant moments are special um, as you're building a culture, as you're building a program uh, so that you can lean back on and embrace. When we went to overtime, the energy, the enthusiasm, the mentality was real, and they were ready to just put the ball down and play both sides of the ball. Whatever happens, whatever situation, um, we're building the ability uh, to have the right response in those kind of situations. So goals are whatever, but what you do every single day, who you are in your development is what matters. If you have the process and it's the right thing, you can accomplish anything. And that's what we're setting out to do every single day um, to be an elite program in college football, and we're well on our way to doing that. A couple more for Coach. Sure. You kind of led off talking about the coaches' wives, and it kind of got me thinking a little bit. It's being uh -oh. a spouse of a, of a coach is kind of an unseen role, and there's not a lot that kind of does get pushed to the forefront as far as being a spouse of a coach. What can you say about the, the women and the spouses of this program and kind of the unseen things that they do? So I don't know if I've got enough time. Uh, so with that, seriously, I mean, there are some amazing women uh, that we're blessed to be around every single day. Uh, the resolve that you see witnessed every single day in the coaches and how they go about their daily work here in public 
the wives and the families have that same resolve um, and care uh, every single day. Um, you know, my wife is an amazing, uh, amazing person. I mean, I don't talk about it enough, but uh, she has a fashion design degree from Parsons School of Design in New York City, which is the number one fashion design school in the world. And so we talk about giving up yourself for the benefit of others. She gave up her dreams uh, at an early age, an early part of our marriage, uh, so that I could chase this dream to be a college football coach and to one day be the head coach at Georgia Tech. And, you know, those kind of sacrifices uh, should be valued. They should be uh, elevated to a, you know, unbelievable status in what she does every single day uh, for me, for our daughter, um, for our family, organizing everything that goes into a college football weekend. And, uh, you know, she's just, she's absolutely amazing. Uh, she tells me the truth. Um, she keeps me in check. Um, there's a lot of things that I'll go home and talk with her that we're having, whatever the case may be. And she gives me wise counsel and helps me through some things. So, um, her role in all of this is amazing. I think every single one of our coaches uh, would say the same thing about their wives and their family, but I would love to, I don't have enough time right now to talk about all the virtues um, of our coaches' wives right now. Our last one right here with Charles. Uh, Narvish, you said yesterday that uh, it's obvious you've gone through quarterback. Can you talk about James' progress and what's been what's been the key for, for, for his getting uh, confidence settling in? Yeah, I mean, it just, it's, still, it's still a work in progress. Um, and just every single phase of it from reading middle field open, middle field close, going through his progression, making the decision to hit the check down or to scramble, all of those things. Um, he's still developing at a high level. Um, but the biggest thing I've been proud of is how he's really becoming a great teammate, um, really communicating well with his offensive linemen, uh, being, um, I don't know what the right word is, a servant leader. Um, our quarterbacks eat last whenever we go to team meals, team functions, um, and we expect a lot from them, but we also expect them to be great teammates. And I think James is, is really developing that part of his game, and so the guys will rally around him, and uh, you know he does a really nice job. I mean, he's got a live arm. He's a tremendous athlete, a great human being, but all of those things um, he's developing at a high level, but I'm, I'm really proud of him. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the candy, man. Absolutely. Absolutely.